This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. Hey, and welcome back to a new episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I'm Tyler Kern, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the always awesome Greg Crumpton. Greg, good to talk to you today, man. How you doing? Well, I'm doing great, man. That's quite an intro. I, uh, I, I appreciate it, and uh, my poodle's barking again. So I guess it's a, a normal podcast episode. You know, um, it's so. uh, it's it's the nature of life in 2020. Dogs barking in the background. You know, uh, just everything that can happen on a Zoom call or on a podcast is uh, is going to happen, and that's just uh, that's just part of life. You know. Well, I don't have any human kids to run in front of the Zoom camera, right. so I just have the canine version. So. There you go. Life in in twenty twenty, as you said. So exactly, exactly. Great to great to uh, get to talk to you this morning. Well, it's good to talk to you as well, Greg. And uh, as always, we have another fantastic guest that's joining us today. His name is Aaron Salo. He's the CEO at XOI Technologies. Aaron, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good to talk to you, gentlemen, today. We'll see Tyler right there. You know he doesn't know us that well. <laughs> if you He's knew me, you wouldn't call me a gentleman. A, a gentleman. <laughs> Well, Aaron, welcome, man. It's uh, it's so good to have you on. Thank you for accepting the the offer uh, to join us. We we have this funky little podcast. Um, we have a good time with it. We don't. I, I don't know if we, how many records we've set for listeners worldwide, but we're we're really trending. Joe Rogan uh, is looking up at us on the podcast charts. Well, there you go. Yeah. you know we're trending with the HVAC nerd community really well. So, welcome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Honored to be here. And well, you know that's my about people. Tattoos and Joe yeah. Rogan, then you're going to need more of them if you really want to complete the look. So yeah. just keep, keep working on it. <laughs> See, some people say therapeutic. Some people say painful. So mm-hmm. we'll let it go at that. But well, thank no kidding. Thanks for uh, for jumping on. You and I have had uh, many many good conversations over the years. Many many thoughts that. Uh, we share on skilled trades and how do we help our industries and how good people are, how good our industry is. Uh, so before we get to all that good stuff, tell us about XOI and and why it's so awesome, which is a ringing endorsement for me because I'm a total believer. Um, just give us a little background on that and how you got going and what you do and, and what what you want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always kind of start with my childhood, which I think, you know, when people start to, to hear that, they go, oh, great. Buckle up. He's going to tell us uh, way too long of a story. But I think well, normally, of- hey, listen, when that happens, we normally send an invoice for therapy afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You should. As you should. I've been in a, I've been in the office in Nashville by myself for a large part of the last eight months because of COVID. So I'm probably talking to myself a bit too much. There, there may be a need of therapy. Uh, at some point. But, um, you know, the reason I start with with my childhood is because I think I grew up in, in a way to appreciate skilled trades that that honestly, as I learned throughout my career, wasn't common, you know. Uh, and I think, you know, my grandparents being farmers, my dad was in manufacturing, uh, still is, and every aunt and uncle I had worked in the trade. So for me, that appreciation for hard work and working with your hands was something you were proud of. It was a good, honest living. It was good people, as you mentioned. I think you know people in this industry specifically are the, some of the best folks in the world. And uh, and so I realized as I continue to get older that that a lot of folks in my generation were not were not you know experiencing or being told the same thing. And it was 
you know, familiar refrain for people in this industry. It's, you know, go to college at all costs. That's the only way you're going to be successful. And you've got a lot of uh, meaningless degrees out in the world today that, that have saddled folks with a lot of debt and they're working at Starbucks living in mom's basement. In the meantime, their plumber buddy's doing pretty well. And uh, so I think, you know, it's interesting to see uh, that dynamic. Uh, really, I think that the pandemic has actually signaled that more than anything. But that's the story where XY really starts, because as I went throughout my professional career before XY, it was clear that the skilled trades problem was a real one. Um, that for all those reasons, um, you know, in terms of, of people looking down at these trades, folks you know, looking at college is the only kind of recipe for success. And it's not a bad thing, by the way. Uh, it's just not for everyone. And, and it was kind of marketed that way. And I think, uh, you know, as we looked at XOI, we said, no, there's got to be a way to bridge this generational gap with technology uh, in a meaningful way. And that was that was our lighthouse from the beginning. And throughout that, we've learned a lot. We've taken a lot of arrows in the back, learned some lessons, pivoted as any good company would. But I think, um, you know, throughout that, that lighthouse has never changed. And how do we leverage technology to solve that problem is the core of it. Yeah, it's, that, that's so true. And, and, you know, I'm just reflecting back on our conversations that we've talked about how, how you know, you, you use the phrase college isn't for everyone. And that's so true. And in fact, last week, uh, we were talking on this podcast with uh, Rich Malachy. And uh, so we're, we're talking to Rich about how he and I know each other and yada, yada, yada. And he says, hey, do you know this guy, uh, Aaron at XOI? I'm like, uh, a little bit, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I said, it, but it, it's the same thing. We talked about uh, growing up with with a blue collar mindset, which he now refers to as gold collar is his tagline. And uh, it was just really cool to, to see how different people think about the same problem in a similar yet kind of their own parallel, you know, of how they think about it. So good stuff. Yeah, there was actually uh, an article just to, to put a point on something relevant that just came out from uh, PR Newswire this morning. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Mark Klein, the co-president of Klein Tools, says, as it stands, Americans are more likely to be ripping out their car batteries for power than having cars that drive themselves and fly. And this is just the tip of the iceberg when what will happen to society without enough skilled electricians. We need to course correct and begin encouraging young people to choose a career, though, so that in the next 20 to 30 years, we can live how our ancestors dreamed we would be living and not worse than how they actually lived. And so he kind of speaks to this specific issue in the electrical trades. And it's unbelievably powerful when you look at the next 20 to 30 years and what this is going to mean to things like infrastructure, the impact of skilled trades more than just, I can't find people, but are we going to be moving back in terms of technology? And, and the ability to have things that we honestly all take for granted at some point, like electricity, because we're not, we don't have the skilled tradespeople to address these, these problems, right? And so you're just going to have so much of these systems in disrepair. It's going to start making an impact to folks that maybe aren't in the trades. They go, hey, yeah, I, I don't have electricity anymore. This is a real problem for me. Well, it's because for decades now we've, we've promoted college and you know, British literature degrees above, above everything else. No offense to any Brit lit people out there, but you know, certainly important. And I thought that was put a point on, on the impact that it could have. Yeah. I want to go look at that later because that's so spot on. And, you know, and you think about Klein tools as a company that 
they make a living off folks like us and, and, you know, uh, and there's so many others, but that's just a great example. The Carhartt guys, the Klein tools, the ideal tools, whoever. Um, so that, that's really cool. I want to go, I want to go read about that. So how, how does XOI for, for those that aren't familiar with the technology, how does that forward and foster relationships since that's kind of what we we like to talk about on here how how does technology help bridge the gap into fostering a, a, a better deeper richer relationship yeah no it's a really it's a really good question i'll use you know i could talk about a few different things um, but i think you know what's relevant to relationships and i think a really interesting thing we've learned over the years is that our customers will build with our technology, something called a virtual service center. So they'll, they'll take guys that, you know, have 20, 30, 40 years of experience and bad back, and bad knees, and aren't really getting on a rooftop anymore. And they'll say, Hey, hey easy, easy. <laughs> yeah. They're not all as, they're not all as, uh, as able as you, Crumpton. Yeah. That's nimble. for sure. Nimble. Nimble. Right nimble's the word. There you go. Uh, I think of a, a gazelle when I see you, actually. I feel like you just, you move. It's such a, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Come a back gazelle in slow motion animated maybe. <laughs> um, um, but these guys you know are able to express their expertise from an air-conditioned office with you know our live video augmented reality solution so so really cool to put a virtual you know expert on the shoulder so to speak of, of young technicians out there really interesting learning though around relationships so a couple different pieces that that are really compelling on this topic is We've had customers really learn that personality matters well, much in a much more significant way than technical experience. So they would rather take somebody that was maybe a seven out of 10 technically with a nine out of 10 personality because you're naturally asking a young technician to be somewhat vulnerable and asking for help. They already are nervous about asking for help because they feel like it's going to make them look stupid or that they're going to, they're not going to get that good review or raise. They don't want their, their colleagues or peers to know that they're asking for help. And so if you combine that with someone who answers the phone, you moron, you haven't even put your you know, gauges on the system yet, call me back when you have, you're not getting a call again, right? And so in terms of, of relationships, that was an important piece. And then kind of alongside that, companies realized they needed to coach the line of logic that good HVAC technicians need to, need to think through, right? They didn't just call in and give them the answer. They said, they asked questions, go, what have you done so far? What do you think you should do next? Okay, when you when you do that next, what's your expected outcome of the results of that gauge or the expected outcome results of that, you know, activity? And why do you think that's the answer? Actually coaching from a distance, because the reality is, could would companies really be excited about, you know, shadowing everybody for six or twelve or eighteen or you know months? Yeah, but the reality in today's business in terms of driving down margins and just the reality, that's a really difficult thing to do like they used to do in the old days. So you would say, wow, relationships are hurt because I'm virtual. Well, I think the ability to have the right personalities, the right expertise combined with the right approach to that training actually makes this a, a really meaningful way to do virtual shadowing and relationship building amongst an older generation, a younger generation in a way that benefits the business, benefits the technician, and is enriching for that expert as well. So those are a couple of things when I think about relationships. Yeah, it's almost like a, a you know to to not overuse the word virtual because everybody does use that word a lot now, uh, probably more so than ever with COVID. But um, it's almost like a virtual apprenticeship, you know, like 
you're you're you have that guy or gal on the shoulder, uh, but you don't have to carry their tool bag. <laughs> so at least you're you're carrying your own tool bag, but you still have that many many years of expertise available. And Aaron, one thing that just hit me, um, you know, my you and I have talked about my dad being in the trade forever, and when when you when you were talking about that workflow of that of, of the technician and what have you done what should you do next probably what do you expect my dad you know god bless him in the in the mid 80s gave all of us as technicians a laminated piece of paper that had 12 or 13 questions on it and it was a workflow now that i think about proper terminology and you couldn't call him for help until you had them all answered. And usually you would find the problem with the system while you were answering those 12 or 13 questions. And so it was just like a really, really primitive thing that he was doing to mimic what we're doing now, only we're doing it in real time and, and with, with video and audio. So that, that's just a little nugget that popped in my brain. So I didn't know how cutting edge my dad was. So there you go. Yeah, that's really powerful. I think that, you know, when we talk to, when we talk to, you know, partners of ours and, and customers, you know, we, we build down what XY does into a couple of core ethos that, that they built their business on. And your story about your dad reminds me of that, which is, you know, the idea of, of you could ask any contractor what's made them successful today, you know, as an example, and they're going to give you some variation of two answers, which is, we do things with integrity and honesty and we built a good reputation, which has allowed us to grow and we have the best people, right? It's going to be a combination of those two answers that, that most people would give you. And when you think about what XOI does as an example, it's very much those building on those ethos with 21st century technology. So, so it's not snake oil, right? It's really just taking, and it's a great example. Your dad had this figured out in the eighties. We're just using technology to express that same concept in a different way. And I think it's it makes it interesting and it lands with folks and they go, oh, this is what's got me here today. And this is how I'm going to take those same core pieces and drive myself into the future. This isn't some, you know, again, some new technology no one understands that, that, that creates more difficulty and, and it seems like a, a kind of a snake oil type thing. This is just building on what's got me here to this point. I was working with one of your pieces of software this morning that you built for one of our mutual uh, partners, a motor company. And um, I was just thinking, how how cool is this technology with, you know, the, the ability to read model serial data plate info, yada, yada, yada. Um, and just how far it's come. But it's the basics because you always go back to capturing good data on you know a piece of equipment model serial number what have you but we never as an industry perfected that because for whatever reason a lot of technicians never felt like they could write the model and serial number like it was just way too hard um but on their work order but now you're making that you're, you've made that so easy where we capture that data so just really really fun to see it come full circle around a mutual you know, partner, not even you and I, uh, our companies directly. So another, another thing that I'm curious about, uh, and I think about this a lot when people ask, uh, you know, why does the service logic, some of 
some of our companies, why do they use the XOI technology in the platform? And I'm curious to hear what other people, what their reasons are for using it. I know what it does for our companies because I've asked our presidents and, and the people that administer and use the platform. But what, what do you mostly hear? What's the benefit of the customer uh, on that side of the relationship? Why, why should someone that runs a commercial building or whatever be excited when their local HVAC guy walks in loaded with your technology? What, what's, the, what's the scoop? Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of tie it back to the, that, those two pieces of a, any successful service business. And, and instead of focusing on the, the best technician or the best people, which we talked through an example there, kind of the trust and transparency, you know, what, again, what, simple. What, 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 hold on. What, what, what was that word? What did you just which say? Which one? Trust, trust and transparency? Trust. There it, there it is. All right. We're 25 minutes in, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so just so everybody, the, the, the 26 million listeners that listen weekly know that the trust word always pops in. And it's always fun to see when it comes up because it's such an important cog to the whole relationship assembly mechanism. And uh, so I, I, I was waiting for that word to pop in there. So thank you. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Fulfilled the mission. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's great. I think it's, it's the core to, you know, to uh, any, any successful service business. And interestingly, you've seen this in, in theming across a bunch of industries that share these attributes, which is, you know, there are industries that are inherently mysterious to the customer, right? They, they, they're not HVAC experts. You can come down and talk about, you know, pinhill signs of rust in a heat exchanger. I need to replace the thermal overload sensor. That's all. You might as well just say how much it costs because that's all what that's all they hear, right? In mm -hmm. most situations. And, and and interestingly, the skilled trades gaps impacted that as well for listeners that may be saying, oh, my, my facilities guy knows a lot about what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a pump compressor change out. He might be 69 years old and retiring soon, too. And yeah. because that's happening a lot on the customer side. So the skilled trades gap doesn't just impact the technician base. It impacts how educated the customer is. In fact, we, I think when I had you on, on one of our early podcasts, Greg, you actually talked about that quite a bit, how that changing customer landscape really impacts that. So when you talk about that, you go, well, I need to be able to convey trust and transparency to anyone, whether they have the experience in this or not. And will video content necessarily make them an expert? Of course not. Will it give them the detail to, to have that trust with me that when I'm recommending something, they, they can see with their own eyes, wow, that, that heat exchanger is starting to sell significant rust. And even though it's still running today, gosh, I can't have that thing fail in the middle of winter because I've got some mission critical operations I have to support. Yeah, let's go ahead and proactively replace that now. And, and I always use this example, but I think it brings it home for people. You know, a couple of years ago, I got my old change at Valvoline and the guy comes up with a video, right, of a, a, a leaky rear diff. And, and I just, it was incredible to me because I said, this is another industry in which you, tip, you inherently distrust the guy covered in tattoos, right, burning a heater outside <laughs> going, hey, man, uh, you need this. And you're like, sure thing, champ you did my oil, right? I'm all set, right? There's this, this, this natural tendency. And I think that same thing happens in, in our business and our market. So the ability to have a consistent level of, of trust and transparency out there is big, but this also ties, I think really distinctly to 
what's in it for the technician. And that's something that we've always tried to really point towards. You mentioned kind of, you know, OCR, optical character recognition, the idea that we can take a picture of a data plate, pull off, make model serial. You know, that helps a technician in a big way not to have to try to fat finger in, you know, a 29 character alphanumeric. It also benefits the company. And I think in the same way, this is an example of what's in it for the technician. Technicians hate being accused of not doing something, right? You get those customer finger pointing games where, you know, you left the panel off, you left screws in the ground. We've heard hundreds and hundreds of stories over the years of situations in which the customer, the contractors, they'll go, no, actually we document every job site when we show up and when we leave, and this is how we left it. And the ability for the technician to know they have that ammo, it's not a gotcha game to the customer. That's not, that's not what we're you know promoting here. It's actually proactive. And so what we're trying to do is just eliminate that call altogether because you're delivering such rich content on every service call. They don't have a reason to make that phone call because they see how you left it, right? And, and so when it comes back to trust, it comes back to what customers appreciate and um, it comes back to kind of this overall shift in a lot of markets in which that level of transparency is becoming a standard. Oh, can I ask a question real quick, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. Just remind me to come back to the word pro. Ooh, I like that. I like that. All right. No, but Aaron, I was reading on your, your, your bio on LinkedIn and you talked about how you got started, um, kind of working for your dad at like 15 years old. Right. Um, and you know, you were, you were comfortable, uh, walking through the manufacturing facility and you kind of knew what that was like. Um, how much do you think that that kind of plays into the trust element as well, that you're not somebody coming in providing this technology solution that, you know, doesn't know how to speak the language that doesn't know how to, you know, interact and relate to the people that you're, you're talking to on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's core to, to who we are and how we think about product sales and everything that we do, uh, in our organization. Um, you know, I think the appreciation for the men and women that are actually getting their hands dirty because we were those people for some periods in our lives um, allows us to think, you know, look through every problem, every design decision, every product launch through that lens. And have we been perfect? Of course not. Um, but, you know, it certainly is important, I think, to to have that perspective until you've done that job and realize how physically, mentally, emotionally draining it can be. Can you fully appreciate what technology needs to be in terms of a technician experience uh, in this case versus, um, hey, I think that this is this is what the business owner needs. Uh, not that we can't solve those problems as well, but I think that there is a way to solve both and to keep that in mind. Um, uh, so much technology. The reason this, this, this industry is so antiquated and behind the curve with technology is because most businesses have implemented technology on technicians versus for them and and have really lost uh, the realization that by enabling and empowering your technicians you're growing and enabling your, your your bottom line as well and so i think that's a that's an important thing that most people miss and you can look across the arc of technology solutions and see very clearly that these are all on technicians not built for them large cases so now that's a good way of putting that i've never heard it that way aaron but uh so true you know instead of giving the the tech another thing to complete on the job this is allowing him to complete the work in a more efficient manner while he's on the job i, I love that so tyler that i think that what you're talking really is the culture of the company at xoi 
and it's even down to their their office, their headquarters, which is in a building that what what was that building built there in nineteen fifteen or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stairs are one hundred and eight years old. Uh, I know that in this building because they 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 were super clear about not carrying heavy stuff up the hundred eight year old stairs. So yeah, yeah. but it, it's an old uh, car manufacturing plant. Uh, yeah, is where they're yeah. located, and everything when you're sitting in the conference room, you know, looking around, you're you're thinking about how much work, or, or for me anyway, how much work was done in that facility with old you know, rudimentary tools, but here, here it is, you know, a a company that's taken an old industry like air conditioning, relatively old and applying like stay of the art technology to it. It's so cool. It's just, it's a good mix there, um, in, in the building and, and at the company overall. But what, what I was, are are you through with that thought, Tyler? You're on that. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was thinking about, uh, Aaron said proactively. I think another element in the word professional, you know, uh, comes to my mind when I think when when people and me as a consumer, when I see somebody utilizing technology, you know, with good efficacy that knows what they're doing, they know how to use the technology to the benefit of all. I think it just puts them on a whole different, you know, rung on the ladder as far as, you know, how many stars you give them in a review. Because if you've got a, a company that shows up in a ragtag looking truck, the people not looking very well and not using current technology versus the, the opposite of that, I think it just elevates the whole company's game in the customer's eyes. And that, that's just my opinion, but that's how I perceive stuff when I'm on the receiving end of it. It really is a differentiator, and I think that service businesses are are constantly looking for those. I think the idea that you know we 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 tuck our shirts in, we back our vans in the spots, we you know we do background checks on our technicians. Some of these kind of things that have, you know everyone's saying the same thing, right? We have the best technicians, we have the best training. You know how what are you doing from a customer's perspective to really impact the deliverable? And it extends beyond just video content. You know, we have customers that are using live video to talk to customers before they even roll a truck. How do I get expert eyes and ears on a commercial or residential site to see and hear what the problem is so that I can optimize my workforce, send you a better technician and, uh, you know, solve the problem for you, Mr. Customer, faster? Because what they're used to is it's hot in here. And dispatch says, all right, let's send the closest it's hot in here guy. (laughs) Right. And then they get to the site and it's, not what they thought, right? There's some sort of plumbing issue or there's some sort of electrical problem. So it's really interesting to see when you talk about that customer experience where you can really impact that in innovative ways. Well, and just to clarify a word you just used, you said send you a better technician. And and I, I'll paraphrase here, but what I think you're saying is send you a better choice of technician based yeah, on that's the problem. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So... Yeah, and, and, you know, it's so funny because people that are not within the HVAC community kind of think of HVAC as one big bucket. But, you know, there are so many verticals that are within that HVAC pipe that you really have to figure out, okay, is this a chiller, rooftop, package, split, whatever, 
so that you can go to your toolbox of technicians and, and it's just like picking out a screwdriver. You got to get the right tool for the right job. And if you send the wrong tech, you're going to have a less than stellar outcome. So, and, and what that does is makes everybody more efficient because you don't have the, the duplicate truck rolling, you know, because Larry can't do what Bob can do. Now, Larry might have to go as a first responder, you know, and, and start the effort, but you always want to have the right person there. So good, good point on that, Aaron. So Tyler, you're a, you're a uh, young man and a technical savvy young man. Um, I know that because you do what you do. How, how does it sound to you when, when we're sitting here talking about HVAC and applying, you know, technology to such a, a, a benign industry? And I say benign because you don't know the, the depths of it. Um, but how, how does, does it hit you like, well, yeah, you should be doing that. Why haven't you been, or, or does it matter? I mean, what, what are you as a, as a consumer and as a professional, what does that sound like? Well, I guess it, it almost makes me think of something similar to what we do here at market skill, right? Like we, we talk to companies like service logic and talk to you about, you know, Hey, what if you did podcasts as a way of reaching out to people in the HVAC space or the building management space and that sort of thing? And what if you made videos and did some things that were a little bit more creative or, or different? And I'm sure at a certain point, if you were to talk to people at service logic and say, would you ever imagine that you would do a podcast as a way of kind of promoting what service logic does and i'm sure the answer at some point would have been no right but i think it's i think what i what i've enjoyed learning about and enjoyed talking about during this this conversation anyways is seeing how each person kind of with their with their expertise and with what aaron's doing uh taking maybe an area that maybe never thought that they would be using technology as a way to improve their process and as a way to do their job better, especially maybe in this particular way, and to say, hey, what if we did things this way and look at how this can improve what you do? You know, and so I, I guess I'm just seeing those those parallels and appreciating how each person with with their knowledge of the industry, be it a deep knowledge uh, like Aaron's or a shallow knowledge like mine, I, I think you can take creativity, you can take some knowledge of uh of different types of technology be it you know audio editing like what i do or you know building apps and you know and creating efficiencies that way like like more of what aaron does um and um and kind of mesh those together in a way that benefits everybody i suppose i i guess that's just where my where my head is at is just taking what you do well and applying it to this industry and seeing how it's beneficial yeah and you know, I think that the, the uh, a side benefit, and, and this is intentionally, unintentionally intentional, is that we're able to share that knowledge that, that Aaron mentioned, you know, the, the guy who's soon to be retiring. Um, we're, we're just allowing those people to go home with their brains full of, of legacy and tribal knowledge. And, you know, we've talked about that before. This is just one more way... Of, of tapping that resource in, in order to share that knowledge across the industry uh, without, you know, having to do it one-on-one -on -one like we used to do it. So I, I just love it. Yeah. So I, I recently uh, read, it's a, 
it could be really a book. It's probably the longest article I've read online, uh, a website called Wait But Why. This guy writes a, a, a really deep analysis of kind of how humans came to share information and knowledge. And it was around the synopsis of, of Elon Musk's uh, Neuralink stuff. You guys have seen that, seen much of that, you know, basically implanting a chip into your brain. And, you know, it's really interesting because you, you see how we as, as human beings have grown in our ability to share knowledge, right? First, it was all just, at first it was, there was no verbal communication. Then we had to figure out a language in which to communicate. And then we had to, you know, just have memories of those stories. And then we get, hey, why don't we, what if we printed this? And then what about a printing press? And then we could share it. And just kind of that, that evolution of knowledge sharing and you think about what really hit me throughout learning about more about that was that so many other spaces in our lives, there's rich information to solve problems of all kinds, learn about all different types of things. Yet in the in this particular industry, and many blue collar industries like it, it is very much still um, a hundred year old process, if you will, on sharing information. Did you shadow the right expert at the right time to start to learn, to learn on your own? And to Greg's point, when you're done, everything that you've built, that asset you have in your head is gone, right? And, and the idea that this industry should be any different than the rest of the world, you simply can't go on YouTube and find, especially in commercial, residentials come up, but especially in commercial, and find a legitimate video on how to address a critical problem on a $50 million centrifugal chiller. And if you do find that video, you're likely not going to really trust Bubba to show you the way, right? So it's really interesting uh, when you think about that and you kind of put it in context of how we built knowledge as a human race, the internet, sharing, and information, and content. Yet in this industry, we are, again, allowing libraries to burn down when uh, a technician leaves the industry, right? And, and I think that it's far beyond time to address that. And hopefully we're doing our part. Well, what, uh, I, I can't remember, Tyler, if I've ever told you this story or our, our audience, but I think it bears repeating, if so, about the, the friend of mine who his dad worked for a big company for years and years and years, w was one of the guys who opened this manufacturing plant. Well, the guy can't retire because he knows so much about the facility that they, they pay him like a ton of money every year to be there. And he doesn't really have a big workload other than answering questions and showing people stuff. And I was thinking, because uh, years ago I started this concept and it was called deep knowledge. And it was figuring out a way to extract all of this good information from these retiring technicians. And th they pay this guy like 200 grand a year to be a resource. And I was, I was thinking, you know, if you were this company, and this is a well-known company that manufactures turbine, uh, big, big uh, turbines for steam plants or what have you. And, um, I mean, you could pay a stenographer, you know, for, for years to walk around with this guy. And every word this guy uttered at work, you collected that, that question and or that answer uh, that stem from that question. And eventually you were able to extract all this. And if we all did that and we started putting this into some kind of repository, um, it just seemed like a great idea to me at the time, but I was so immature in my thinking, I didn't know how to do it. And 
And luckily, uh, what what XOI's capabilities are, we're we're really starting to develop that, and it's so cool that uh, there's that word again. I hate to use, but I did. Um, we're we're and and the data that Aaron uh, and and XOI collect uh, is just phenomenal because if you think about how many people are out there capturing data in real time every day, right this minute we're starting to really get some good information built for the future from a, from a, uh, a, a, a analysis standpoint, how long is that motor typically going to last in that carrier 48 TJD 008 600 MA rooftop unit? Well, you know, based on the fact that XOI has collected information on about a million of those, you know, that motor's going to fail, in you know 93 months or whatever and it really allows us to do a lot more predictive analysis so we as contractors can be better equipped to serve the customer by saying hey uh, mrs smith your fan motor looks like it may or, or it, it, the life of that fan motor is approaching end of life yours is still running would you like to have one on hand? Would you like to go ahead and make the repair um, replacement? It, it just makes you so much more of a resource than opposed to a reactive parts changer. I know that was a lot, but it felt good. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start signing off with my my soapboxes like that, Crumpton. I know that was a lot, but it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you get this stuff, stuff pinned man. up. I mean, you get it pinned up in your brain. And I think about. I mean, this is real stuff to me. I, it's so germane to what I do and think about every day that I just want. You know, I want to share the passion and the excitement and. Um, Fortunately, uh, you've been willing to share that with us. So I really appreciate you taking time. We're coming to the to the witching hour. Uh, Tyler starts. Uh, I think he's stabbing a little voodoo doll with me because my every time it gets close to this time, my shoulder starts tingling. So mm, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what's. I know going all about on that now. trick. That trick shoulder you got. Yeah, Greg. Trick. You know. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's good to well, know you guys are tied in tight to the witchcraft on this show. That's great. Yeah. Let's, uh, hey, let's keep know, running we, through. I did watch a show, <laughs> Gilligan's Island, one time where they had a voodoo doll on there. So, anyway, I digress. So, Tyler, um, if you can put a bow on this puppy, and you do such a great job on the summary, I just love to hear your recap. <laughs> Aaron Salo, CEO at XOI Technologies. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us and talking about uh, the skills, uh, the skilled trades gap, and what's going on there, and how you're working to help solve these uh, solve these complicated issues. But uh, but how you're applying technology and how you're uh, able to do this uh, is is really inspiring. Really, really great to hear about, and uh, awesome to hear about how relationships help move that forward. And so, Aaron Salo, CEO at XOI Technologies. Uh, where can people find out more about XOI, Aaron? XOI.io. And thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Greg, another episode in the books, man. Um, I had a blast. Yeah, me too. I just, you know, th this is so close to me, man. I just, I get wrapped up in it and I'm, I, I get all HVAC nerdy because I love it. And uh, you do, you do. But you know what? I mean, that's what it, that is my relationships. You know, they were fostered mm -hmm. and, and started through the this industry. And it's only natural for me. So, 
Thank you for uh, putting this together for us, Tyler. Very good. Well, it's always a blast, and I love getting to hear different perspectives from from people across the industry. And and I, I feel like I learn something every episode, and it's always um, it's always exciting for me to get to hear the the way that relationships play a part in everybody's uh, personal story and what they're doing, and, um, and and to hear people moving the industry forward. I think is always really incredible to learn about. And so, uh, so it's been an absolute pleasure. So Greg, we'll be back soon with uh, more episodes now. Yeah, we, we have a, a few, uh, additionally smart gifted people lined up, uh, no, no, uh, no headlines to break this week. Like we did with Rich last week of special guests coming, but we do have them, <laughs> but we're not sharing. Uh, it'll remain a mystery. So you'll have to tune in to the next episode of Straight Outta Crumpton to find out who our next incredible guest is. But rest assured, they will be awesome and uh, it will be another excellent episode. And so uh, for everyone that's been a part of this one, thanks again so much to Aaron for joining us. Greg, thank you for being here as well. Make sure you go subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get the latest Straight Outta Crumpton episodes or just head to gregcrumpton.com and there you'll be able to find these episodes as well. And we'll be back soon with those, uh, those new episodes. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.